From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 424, for the week of March 29th, 2015. The Disney Club Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Marriage Malato Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. And in this segment, Nancy takes a day six drive for kids to the Discovery Science Cube. Nancy... Hey! Hey! I, I'm so, still hyped up hey on folks, my coffee. And, and everybody else is here, too. Um, <laughs> Hi, guys! So... I so, had a really fun day today. Um, uh, so how... Let's start with how close is the cube to Disneyland. Okay, I want to talk about this because it's not exactly the easiest to... F- the freeway interchange is very odd. It is... Within about three to five miles of Disneyland. Which is is close, except in L.A. It is immediately (laughs) south of the 557-22 interchange. Known as the Orange Crush. Do you have to take the freeway to get there? Yeah. Probably not. There are probably definitely side roads that you could take. I wouldn't. I would take the freeway. The freeway is certainly the most direct path. However, if you miss your exit, the good news is you can go one exit past it, immediately get back on the freeway by going underneath the freeway and getting back around, Sounds and like it's the first exit. exit. So it is off of it's the me, Main Street Broadway exit, which... The 22 freeway breaks off when you're going south. The 22 freeway breaks off and rounds over the interchange. And the Main Street Broadway exit is the very next, and it goes underneath that interchange. Okay. The discovery- so it's, it's, it, if you have a car, it's not hard to get to. It's close. It's, it's what, close. 15, 20 minutes, half hour. And you know what, Tom? I don't know Just if everybody knows the about it. Time. There's... There's something called um, Google Maps or yes. GPS, and usually a lot of phones. You can you can use that to get there. And I'm yes. someone who gets lost all the time, and I can there's find it. There's something called Uber. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to necessarily recommend those kind of services. Or you could take a cab from your hotel. Yeah. No, I, I took. I, I, I would do Uber in a second. Uh, yeah, I'm just not trustworthy on that. Anybody who doesn't hire necessarily licensed drivers. The price is so good. The price is, yeah. I, it was nineteen. I think it's easier get, from a du- as a dude not being as frightened. Yeah. So I have to give that. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't it, know. It was nineteen. It was nineteen dollars in a taxi to get from Amtrak to the Disneyland Resort. It was seven dollars in Uber to get back. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, that that's an option. Okay, so Discovery Science Cube. What the, is this? Thing? The Discovery Science Cube is a children's museum. It does have two locations now. They just opened up a brand new one in the San Fernando Valley. Um, But it is Orange County's premier science center. Awesome. So it is literally 
the Discovery Cube. There is a giant Rubik's Cube looking structure out front of it right next to the highway that you can see for, well, a mile if you're coming north, but not quite a mile. <laughs> you pretty much drive right up on it when you're when you miss your exit, like we talked about a couple seconds ago. But you can get off at 17th Street, make a right, go under the bridge, get back on the freeway, and it's the very next exit. And it'll be right, you get off the freeway, it's smack in front of you. So if Enough, okay. If you're coming up from San Diego, smack in front of you. It's right there, The end. you make the, a left turn, and you're right in the driveway. Now, it costs $5 to park there. However, like okay, today when job. they had a big special event, their parking structure was full because part of the parking structure was taken up with the event. Um, so they direct their overflow parking for free into Main Place Mall, which is right across the street on Broadway from okay. the Cube. So if you are coming from the Main Street Broadway um, direction, you can get on Main Place Drive, park there, and then you'll see the, um, the Endeavor shuttle model that they have in their back parking lot. You can actually see that park right directly in the Westfield shopping mall right there um, and walk across the street, walk through the Discovery Cubes parking underneath their bridge and right to the thing. And it's a very short walk, not much farther than their own parking lot. So if you don't want to spend the $5 for parking, hey, how many places can you say there's free parking right across the street? There you go. So what's the cost of admission? Cost of admission, and let me get to the officials, because I actually broke down and bought a membership today because I thought it would be actually more cost effective. The cost How of much is a membership? Um, the membership is $99 a year for two adults okay. and up to four children, 20 nice. bucks more um, to include a fifth child, and okay. you can add a second year for $25 more. Nice. That's pretty good. So for a does that does that include parking? No. Now there's a fifteen dollar okay. parking pass that you can add on, or a that's for one year, or twenty five dollars for two years. There you go. And considering okay. so it's five dollars a visit for parking. Um, yeah. But normal prices, adult general admission is sixteen ninety five. Children okay. three to fourteen are twelve ninety five. Children two and under are free. And seniors sixty two and up are twelve ninety five. Okay. Now you can now hmm? I'm sorry, go ahead. Now you can now are there are there when they have extra when they have special exhibits, are there extra costs associated with those? Most exhibits are not extra cost. However, okay, they do good. have four D movie tickets. Okay. And they're three dollars each for adults, children three to fourteen. And seniors and Discovery Cube members are two dollars. Okay. So that's kind of nice. Um, now, for instance, um, members get into bubble. Uh, now we okay. There's an additional special special event that only goes on from this recording till April twelfth. It's this time every year. They're on their 19th one, and it's called Bubble Fest. Nice. Now, we'll get into Bubble Fest a little bit more, because for an annual special event around Easter time, 
this for $5 extra for members, regular people, Bubble Fest tickets are $7. I would, and my children agreed, we had a conversation about this in the car on the way home, um, we would pay the money for it again. In fact, we probably will next weekend, because we're going to be down in Orange County anyway for Easter. So, yes, I think some of their special events, especially now that they have the shell of their new educational center, their educational building finished, their special events will be able to just go from here. Their event space is great. I really, really think that this music, this has the capability of allowing them to really grow and bring higher quality event space in. But we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, they routinely have one to two traveling special events going on at a time. You'll often see this when you visit their website. Their website is uh, www.discoverycube.org. And then you'll have to choose which campus you want to go to. Um, whether you want to do the Orange County Museum, which is sponsored actually by Taco Bell, interestingly enough, or their brand new um, Los Angeles location, which is around, oh gosh, it's north of the dam area off the 405. And yeah, but if somebody's coming to Disneyland. Yeah, if you're coming to Disneyland, but yeah. if you're also going out to maybe the Ronald Reagan Library or coming to Hollywood and planning on staying mm -hmm. in that vicinity, it's worth checking out. Now, each facility will have different exhibits. Keep that in mind, too. So, right now, all the premier exhibits obviously go to the Orange County location. Yeah. So, keeping that in mind, um, most of their big exhibits are on the first floor. They have some stationary exhibits that are there. Like, one of the really fun things that my kids love is the Earthquake Shack. The Shake Shack, as they like to call it. Um, where you get to sit in this little room and it simulates the feel of an earthquake. Um, they have a few stationary things like that around the edges, but then they bring the other exhibits in and meld them into that, into the surrounding. So, oh, neat. Okay. so yeah, so when you walk in, you're never really quite sure what's going to be right in front of you. But the big, the big named traveling exhibits usually go into a specific side room. That's where we saw like, the Leonardo da Vinci exhibit. That's where Mythbusters was when Mythbusters was there. So it, it changes up all the time. One of the things I really liked is they had two very similar exhibits side by side right now. The two big exhibits right now are, uh, the Lego travel adventure and National Geographic presents Earth Explorers. So those are kind of fun. Those are actually taking up a good 80% of the floor. Um, Lego Travel Adventures is in the smaller room. Now, this um, this Earth Explorers exhibit... How, how long did these exhibits I was go? getting there. I'm going to start with Earth okay. Explorers, because that's the one that greets you really when you enter the building. And that one's there till May 3rd. And what's really cool is it takes you throughout 
um, different regions of the U.S. The people go to have ecotourism or adventure tourism. So it takes you um, aboard your base camp, and then it takes you off to different regions. In in the main area, you've got your polar region, the rainforests, mountains and caves, the African savanna, and the oceans are the primary areas. For instance, they've got a little box thing you step into, you hit a button, and it starts your dive under the oceans to three different layers. There's another exhibit off to the other side that talks about the African savanna. You, you step into what's akin to a hot air balloon and you push the button and all of a sudden now you're flying over the savannas looking at animals from the perspective of a hot air balloon. So very, very cool mixes of things. They've got a Jeep at your base camp. They've got an exhibit on um, heat tracking using um, animal body heat to identify creatures and and such in in the colder regions, and they actually use have a thermal scan window that you can see the people on the other side of the wall in the exhibit. Fun stuff. Everything's really great. There's a lot of discussion of the ecosystems. Uh, a lot of fun things. So that's your first special exhibit, and then the second special exhibit is the Lego Travel Adventure. Which go the Lego Travel Adventure goes to May 10th. And that's kind of, it's kind of like your standard traveling Lego show. Um, there are a lot of models. There are a lot of, um, it talks about the way travel has evolved. And so there are Lego models of different forms of travel and transportation. There are Lego models of transportation methods that have affected different cities around the country um, and the globe. So, for instance, traveling to Hawaii, you have a sailing ship from when the Spaniards, and then you have a plane. So, I'm sorry, not the Spaniards, the Portuguese. The Portuguese went to Hawaii first. Um, And Captain, the era when Captain Cook sailed the islands. Um, Then you have Discover San Francisco. And here's an amazing Chinese junk, which, which honors the heritage of that being a gateway for many Chinese citizens to the United States who came to work on the railroads. So lots of cool things like that. Of course, they have the usual build a car, build a model. Here's some Duplo. Here's some other things. You can pose with pictures of different minifigures in different areas. And they even have one really cool thing that's a creative. Once you make your creation, you can actually take it over to this computer, put it in a green box, and scan it in and type something about it. And I think that uploads into a database of other things people have created. And it's a, this is a traveling exhibit based from the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, I think. So, pretty cool. So, so besides the the Shake Shack, what kind of things are there all the time that okay. they can expect to see? They, now, they will move these upstairs or downstairs, depending. Sure. There is 
Oh gosh. There's the types of things. one of those things where you can pull your weight on a chair to teach pulley systems. There's uh-huh. usually mechanical systems. Okay. Down on the first level. Lots of hands-on types. Type Lots stuff. of oh my gosh, this museum is so full of hands-on type things. The first level, like I said, there's a few things that are kinetic. Okay, those move in between downstairs and upstairs based on what other exhibits are there at that time. Okay, the fixtures outside and upstairs are more permanent. The big things that both of the both of the discovery locations are known for, they are known for their partnerships with their local ice hockey teams. (laughs) They have really cool interactive, this is upstairs in the Orange County, Um, they have a really cool interactive exhibit that features all aspects of the game of hockey. They're partnered, obviously, with the Ducks. Sounds like I need to take West here. Yeah, oh my gosh, and they're partnered with the LA Kings at the other museum. So, when you go into this exhibit, the first thing you're going to notice is the Zamboni. <laughs> because they actually have a Zamboni with kind of a, dr- a Zamboni driving thing. Um, they have some uniforms. One of the cool things they have is how much does hockey gear weigh? And so there's a pulley system to let you get a feel for how much <laughs> a full suit of hockey gear weighs on its own and then based with a person in it. There's also another little kiosk where you can envision yourself as a member of the Ducks. And it allows you to to put your face into a a Ducks uniform right next to it. Um, There's a locker room section, and you learn about what it takes to get ready for the game to be a hockey player. You know, both nutritionally and, and through other you know, preparational methods. We didn't sit through that whole one. We just didn't have time today, but we've sat through it in the past. Uh, and it's really kind of fun. Um, there is a see if you can skate and keep up with the player. And these are two slippery surfaces and, uh, <laughs> and a bar. You take your shoes off. I would recommend definitely bringing a pair of socks with you. Even if you're a grown up. Like, I didn't have socks, and I was bummed because I couldn't do it with my kids and try and race my kids. But you can actually kind of time the two side-by-side exhibit booths to line up so that you do it to, you can do it together and race with the guy. But your goal is to um, move your feet in such a way, and there's cameras mounted on the ceiling to detect where your body position is. So it'll detect if you're you're moving your feet, your feet in the correct skating position to keep up with them. And even if you aren't and you're a, a seven-year-old that just likes to kind of hang from the bar and throw yourself throw your body all the way around like Lily, and she'd kill me for <laughs> not, not to name any names, but Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 still kind of lets you keep up pretty good, and then tells you what a great job you did. <laughs> So that was really fun. Um, there was another section, and of course you have to have this, which is the um, the medic office. And it shows you some examples of broken x-rays. 
<laughs> and then there's one other section called the penalty box. Is there a dentist office too? Uh, no. <laughs> but there is a there is a wonderful x-ray that has some you know you can see the metal plates and somebody's jaw nice i know right maybe Um, i'll take west here but not christy the one thing i thought was really fun and it was really pertinent to to zoe's age group which is 10 um is there was a section called the penalty box and you had to answer some questions about your penalty and your team and they were math math math-based questions so while you were sitting in the penalty box, you had to get four out of five right in order to get out. And so you got five questions, and you had to answer an ABC multiple choice. They even give you a little calculator if you had to cheat. Or if you couldn't do it in your head. But it would ask you questions about, like, the percentage. What percentage of your team is still on the ice while you're in the penalty box? Wow. Fun stuff. And, you know, it's good practical math applications. Like, how long is a two-minute penalty? Two minutes. So if you went on penalty at this (laughs) time, what what time would you get off of your penalty? Right. Right. And also, like... Say the game starts at 5.15, and you so have... it sounds to, like some of this stuff is actually good for older kids. Too. Yeah, and you have to be yeah. off the ice, at, you know, 20 minutes before game time. What time do you have to get off the ice? So, just really nice, you know, really nice practical applications. And those practical applications translate to other exhibits, too, around the Discovery Center. Their market is really neat. They have a market exhibit where you get a you get a little grocery cart with a scanner and you go around through a little mini mart exhibit and you scan products and I think you can manipulate it for a couple different things. We haven't actually done this yet because all the carts have always been active. Um, so we would have had to have waited for a cart today to play it. But you go around and you simulate a shopping experience, including going through checkout. And it looks really amazingly educational and fun. And there are healthy items and not quite so healthy items. There are food, you know, all kinds of food products, cold hot, healthy, non-healthy. There's even, like, household products, toilet paper, you know, cooking oils. Um, you know, so you, I think they run it from multiple spins. So that's kind of cool. Um, one of the, and this is the, dun, 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 never mind. And this is, like I said, I keep wanting to try it. This is also located right next to their Echo Challenge area, which focuses heavily on recycling. So I imagine there's a cross between it because all of these seem to be interrelated, you know, kind of work interrelated on this side of the exhibit area. So I really like the, um, the recycling and the Echo Challenge because it really teaches you a lot about what's recyclable, what's not, um, what goes in the dump. There's, like a conveyor belt um, interactive exhibit. Just really, really cool stuff. Now, 
one of the um, other things on this area, you start getting a little bit heavier into the science and on the other side. So as you're going around, you start getting into fluids. You know, as, as you're t talking about recycling, then you start talking about metals and fluids and weights and measures as you go around the outside until you get to um, the the rocket lab and the planetary research station. Now, the rocket lab is outside, so I'll talk about that when I talk about all the, the outside stuff, because you can go from the rocket lab down to the dyno area below it. So that's kind of out there. The planetary research station is pretty cool because it does talk about your planets, what planets are made of, things like that. Here also you get your your aerodynamics um, interactive thing where you put on the the plane wing the aircraft wing shaped foam bits on your arm and you stand in front of the wind machine and learn about um, drag and and all that. Um, you also get your geological functions. You get your earthquake chamber, or where you can, or your hurricane and tornado chamber, where you can stand in and the winds whip around. And everybody loves to take pictures of people with their hair all over the place in those. Now the the rocket lab is the other big section of this and you go outside for all your rocket lab. You get all your propulsion stuff, um, force and mass, uh, simulated takeoff, all kinds of things like that are outside in the upper area. And this is actually inside the big giant cube you see from the freeway. So that cube is an outer structure for these type of exhibits. I won't go a whole lot into that, but suffice it to say that kept us busy for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, doing all that, all those little um, hands-on exhibits there. When you go below to the, when you go down from there to the first level, which you can do outside the building, you'll also get like a chamber where you're pulling on a, you're pulling a ball up in one tube to create suction. When that ball drops, the air is forced out shooting a tennis ball straight up in the air. So it's really fun to watch the the kids try and yank and pull the rope to get the ball up to get that tennis ball flying. And then, of course, it lands in the same tube, which is pretty cool. Um, then one of the things I thought was really cool is the big outdoor dino area. The Dino Quest is pretty cool, and this takes a little bit of explaining, but most people probably just look at it as a run-around play area until they see the kids who figured it out first and got the actual um, interactive maps and um, dig wands. So... You have to start your dino quest in the explorer's laboratory. So when you go out the first floor doors or come down from the second level on the outside, you're going to want to go into the lab. Now, the lab is a good place, too, on a hot day. They actually sell drinks because if you're like us, we would probably grab one quest 
and then go back and grab the next quest and the next quest and the next quest. There's about 12 quests on the wall. So you can spend a good chunk of time outside doing this. Now, the Dino Quests require a map and a wand, interactive wand that you point at things. So as you go around the exhibit to find the different things you need to find, you'll be pointing to trigger certain effects. That's all I'll say right now. Definitely worth doing. We have not fully done this ourselves, so I don't want to give a, a review, but I'm sure this is absolutely something we'll love, especially because we've seen people running around doing this, and we've actually been in a few places where the effects were triggered. So all I can say is do this and try it. And it, like I said, there's 12 different quests you can do. And it all depends on what type of search or interactivity. Let me see. Oh, I'm sorry. Not 12. I lied. Nine. I was mis... I oh, was that's different entirely. Yeah. So there's identification, classification, tracking, predator prey, habitats, morphology. I just found the photo, basically. Um, there's a dine tracker, a dino tracker, T-Rex adventure. There's a baby triceratops dino keeper adventure. And the last one is the junior dino quest for little, little kids. So there you go. All right. So who would you recommend the Discovery Cube for? Oh, my gosh. You can take the very little. You can have just as much fun with a two-year-old in there as you could with a 12 12 to 14-year-old. So you think 12 to 14 would still have a good time there? I think so. The way they present some of the exhibits, there's definitely an intellectual factor to some of them and things you might not have thought of, like the science of hockey exhibit, for example. Right, right. And let's not forget this whole bubble quest thing. I mean, the special exhibits that they present throughout the year Mm. are really fun. You get... How many... uh, They have what... When do they, when do they usually last, like, a couple months? Yeah, usually they last a couple months. The consistent ones that happen every single year are Engineers Week, Bubble Fest, and the Science of Gingerbread along the holidays. Oh, gotcha. They also have a New Year's Eve event, as in N-O-O-N, so they celebrate New Year's early. Um, <laughs> Bubble Fest is all about the science of bubbles. So they bring out the bubble wall makers. They bring out Mm. large, um, you know, the two foot across bubble wands. If it's a breezy day, they have some that are actually located in areas that aren't going to let you catch a breeze. So you can actually make the giant tubular bubbles. They had what I thought was really awesome. And actually, this was... Somebody I was talking to in line for it actually brought up the point that this would be $10 on its own at any kind of festival. You know those bubbles you can get into and they blow them up around you and you can walk in them? Yeah. Okay, they have these 
and a giant pond slash, you know, inflatable pool of water. So they can put five to six people in bubbles on this pool of water. And the amount of time you get in the bubble is based on how many people are out there and how long it takes them to. They're constantly emptying and filling the bubbles with people in air. So your time is based on that cycle of whether there's five people or six people out there. So the girls were out there a good... I think the video I have was four minutes long. So they got a pretty decent amount of time in there. Um, and you can try and stand up. You can try and run. You can crawl. You're going to fall on your butt. They do have some, res- you know, a couple restrictions. Like they recommend no pregnant women, people with back, you know, with back injuries or, or you know, or mobility injuries. Um, and they do have a weight limit but it is unspecified on the sign so i think that they handle that for they handle that discretionarily you know no sharp objects no shoes um but adults were in there kids were in there i wore a skirt otherwise i would have gone in Uh, it it was a blast my kids thought that that was amazing and the line wasn't very long there's only like a 25 minute wait so, so do we know what's coming up next at the at the cube? We do. Oh, and I didn't even mention the best part of Bubble Fest, and this goes on through April twelfth. So the the Bubble Laser Show was so worth. Um, the performer is Denny Yang. He's internationally known for his work with bubbles and lasers. <laughs> Of course. That's no, funny. I mean, the guy is... That's what it says on the Chiron machine. That was an old school <laughs> thing. Um, on the little lower thirds. Yes, Internationally renowned, known for bubbles. So what's coming up next? Anyway, all I can say was the guy, it was worth the money for that show alone. And wow. they give you a ticketed... Um, they give you a ticket to, um, to that particular thing. Okay. The coming in June is the International Exhibition of Sherlock Holmes. Nice. And this interactive experience combines science with history and culture to bring to life the historic underpinnings of of author Sir Conan Sir Arthur Can you say author Arthur 20 times fast? <laughs> um the historic in underpinnings of author Sir Conan Arthur Conan Doyle's stories. Visitors will learn how Sherlock Holmes, a scientific expert, used seemingly trivial observations of clues others missed to solve the most puzzling of mysteries. The exhibition features original manuscripts and artifacts, investigative tools, and crime-solving opportunities. Visitors will be transported back into Victorian London and given a detective's notebook to use throughout the exhibition to help solve a riveting crime. So you first learn about him, uh, Sherlock Holmes, you learn about Conan Doyle, you learn about London, you learn about forensics. Then you go into Dr. Conan Doyle's study, tour his life background, etc., view his original manuscripts, letters, illustrations. You step into Victorian London, 
you enter the Baker Street Underground Station and find yourself in the middle of a bustling center of innovation in the form of an international science exhibition. You can get your photograph taken with 1985's cutting-edge technology. Huh. <laughs> I'm not sure what that really means. I think maybe that means 1895s. Maybe. Typo. <laughs> you can also participate in experiments by exploring the developments in science and technology in the 1890s. Um, then you're going to do all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, any other ones coming? Or is that, yes. That's no. There is more coming. You've got Engineers Week. Oh, by the way, that was June 13th to September 13th. Okay, cool. This year. Actually, we just missed Engineers Week, so that's next year. Um, so what... What Engineers what, Week what? Engineers Week actually is... The, the next thing that's... Actually, we do have one more thing coming up. The next one is actually going to be the Science of Gingerbread, according to this, and that will be in the fall. They should have something between now and then, though. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a few more, a few more things, and I'm sure that they will tell us what they are. All right. So, what else do we need to know about the science cube? Oh gosh, the science cube. Oh, food. We didn't talk about food. They do. They do have food on property. Like I mentioned earlier, this particular uh, Discovery Cube is sponsored by Taco Bell. So they have a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut as their snack nice. stand. And that is on the first level. They do have two gift shop areas. Right. How much time should one allow to go to the Cube? We were at the Cube for four hours today. Okay. And we could have used an additional two or three. So it's a whole day. Yeah, I would say that that's definitely a whole day. Now, their hours are are pretty much 10 to 5 most days. They do go 9 to 6 on some days. Um, like, especially holiday, point, holiday right, periods. Right. For instance, spring break, this particular weekend for some reason crazy started nine to six so you know that you can do a good chunk of a day there if you go early i would recommend going early because some of the cool exhibits definitely get heady and busy so i would definitely do that they do have a no before you go section on their on their web page and they do have um, some discounts. They have free admission for credentialed teachers who are member of, members of the Teacher Educational Network. They do have a Bank of America free day. Bank of America cardholders receive free mission on the first Sunday of each month. They do have a military discount. Military people receive 10% off for up to six general admission. That's embarrassing. Hey, it's better than nothing. Wait, that it's only 10%? That it's only 10%, yes. But it's something. 
members of AS, they also participate in the ASTC passport program. So if you have uh, a membership to an ASTC participating museum around the country, um, you can get free general admission for two named adult members and two children ages 13 to 17, or one named adult and up to three children. Membership card with ASTC logo and photo ID are required. And they do have the li- the uh, reciprocity list on the on their website on their website. So there you go. Excellent. So, and it's extremely accessible. There are ramps all over the place. If you have um, anyone in your family that uses a wheelchair or a scooter, definitely um, definitely worthwhile. Excellent. So it sounds like something that. Fam- families with with younger type kids would it would be great to add to their Disneyland vacation. I would I would definitely think so. It definitely fil- fits the um, it definitely fits the fun science museum kind of day. And if your family's really into science museums, that's definitely a thing to do. Excellent. All right, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.